Hi, welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And we're back this week. Yay! Thanks for not burning down Twitter while we were gone. We missed you. We missed you a lot. <laughs> we missed you so much. <laughs> so much we can't even talk about it. Oh my gosh, Matthew's all choked up. <laughs> but we're back. But we're back. And this week we're talking about uh, the first episode from the second crop of Will and Grace episodes. Yes, yeah, so I think this is the first episode that takes place in 1999. Yep, yes. 1999. Woo we're gonna party like it's 1999! Too soon. He's a prince's dad. Oh, I didn't realize that was a prince reference. I'm a bad queer person, I'm sorry. Anyways, this episode <laughs> is called The Big Vent. The Big Vent. No one vents, but everyone stands over a vent. Oh my gosh. Except Karen. Karen doesn't stand over a vent. But anyways. But anyways. So, you want to read the episode synopsis, Matthew? Oh sure, why not? After Will installs a new heating duct in the apartment... He and Grace obsessively eavesdrop on the marital problems of the couple next doors. It's downstairs, but okay. Which doesn't frankly make sense, because that vent is not very structurally sound. Well, let's talk about the structural integrity of that vent for a hot second. So the synopsis seems to imply that this is a new vent? No, it's it's fixed. It wasn't working Yes, but that was my impression in the episode, is that it was fixed. But the the synopsis said he installs a new vent. Uh. So, like... People who wrote these didn't watch the episodes. Yeah, they're drunk. Yeah. And he installs a new vent, and it's a very... Or fixes it, or, or fixes it, or whatever. What Something happens, there's a vent, and it works now, and he, like, drags Grace out of her room under an electric blanket to make her stand <laughs> over the vent. Because it's winter now. Because it's winter now. Right, yeah. I definitely appreciate her, like, wandering around with the blanket, though. Yeah, because you do that all the time. Yeah, that's pretty much me from, like, mid-September until, like, May. Except now it's warm out, so, like, you're taking all of your clothes off. Yeah, I'm basically in the nude right now. Like, we're recording... It's hot, listeners. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, it's approximately 85 degrees outside. We don't have air Oh my god, it's not 85 degrees. No, it's super warm. It's, like, 72 degrees. Matthew, it's 85 degrees out! Anyways. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. <laughs> we're gonna do this right now. I'll just cut this out later. I'm going to stall until I can verify the weather. It was it was 85 degrees when I was driving home earlier. Okay. Well, it's been several hours since then. I don't think it's dropped more than 10 degrees in that several hours. I don't believe Oh, me. boom. 81 still. Fine. I hate you. Suck it. So anyways, it's hot. Our apartment doesn't have air conditioning. But um, it's not hot on Will and Grace. It's not hot on Will and Grace. Except over the vent. Yes. So basically, Will and Grace are standing over this vent, chilling out. Trying to get warm. The reverse of... Chilling out. Warming up. And they, There's a lot of, like, sex noises that happen as they are, right. you know, warming up. And, and so even though this is, Will's lived in this apartment for at least several years with yes. his former boyfriend, this uh, is apparently the first time he's noticed that you can hear the downstairs neighbors. I mean, maybe this is the first time the vent has worked properly or something. Fair, fair point. <laughs> but so they notice they can hear the downstairs neighbors and... It gets juicy. It gets pretty juicy. It's, uh, I mean, I think this is, this is a plot that's been done in sitcoms before, where, like, the characters get really into, like, a soap opera, or some other thing outside of the characters, and there's, like, zoom in yeah, on this it. Is sort of laser like, focus. This is, like, the Will and Grace equivalent, almost of the ugly naked guy, only it's, like, kind of mm-hmm. encapsulated in one episode. There's, like, a nice bow at the end, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yes. I love the episode. Oh, it's so funny. I think it's possibly one of my favorites from season mm-hmm. one. I just love it so, so much. Yeah. So this is one of the ones you definitely remembered. Oh, yes. I definitely remembered it. I just, okay. how could you forget Ui and Jack's play? Right. Right, and, of course. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed how uh, you watch them, like, get into it slowly. Like, Grace oh. is into it right away. Oh, my gosh. But it gosh. takes Will a little bit longer, which, again, like, from the episode synopsis, you don't get. Right. 
But oh, it's so so funny. It just it just builds and it snowballs and it's amazing. Right, because first it's Grace, and then Grace being ridiculous and she's right. staying at home and she's listening to the vent. Will's like, "You're being dumb," and then Will goes to get take take his shirt off, which fantastic. Yes. And goes to do laundry, and then he meets Uwe. He meets he meets Uwe, who is the downstairs neighbor, who I think is Judy. And she is Judy, she's and she's Judy. also cheating on her husband with the husband's brother. Yes, very scandalous. <laughs> very scandalous. Uh, but very within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. So it never gets like outlandish. Right. It's nothing like they're not like you know selling drugs or like right. it's not running, like an eavesdropping like, a secret circuit. It's like they're eavesdropping like a very real possible conversation. Yeah. But it's like very like days of our lives the way they're treated. Yes. You know, it's funny because. My first thought when this plot started was that they were just going to end up being listening to, like, a TV or something. Mm. But it was almost because the, the plot was so, like, normal. That, like, it didn't seem like that it was, like, they were listening to a TV. Right. Like, the closest they got to, like, soap opera was when it was, like, turned out to be the brother. But that still is kind of... Right. But, like, even that isn't that outlandish. Like, you, right. you we all know that person who knows someone whose wife left them for their brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've all overheard our bosses talking about the affairs they almost had. Nope, that's just you. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, so, like, let's talk about my favorite segment every week. We do it. It's called, da 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 how the fuck is Grace Adler still employed? She's the boss. So, this week, she calls in sick to herself so she can stay home in her PJs and listen to the affairs of Uwe and the brother. It, I mean, it's fine once in a while, but if she does it again, she's got to fire herself. I just, yeah. <laughs> That was pretty funny. But I just sat there being like, okay, seriously, how does her firm make any money? She just bought property a few episodes ago. Like, (laughs) how can she afford this? She's never working. I think that's just kind of the side effect of characters on TV always having really high-paying jobs. Yeah, that's true. Because then, first of all, there's never any real sense of realism to a TV job. But also, there's a little bit of believability to it. Like, Will's a lawyer. Will makes lots of money. Right. Grace is a designer for rich people. Like, Grace probably cashed the check and then just does nothing. Right, for like six to ten weeks or whatever until her next big job comes Grace probably only has to work so many jobs during a year to pay half of that rent-controlled apartment. Exactly. And like all I can figure is this is sort of like, I keep waiting for that moment that they have in Friends where like eventually several seasons in they're like, you know, for all of us who have jobs, how are we at this coffee shop at 11 a.m. on like a (laughs) Thursday or something? And they're like... Yeah, shit, I better get back to work. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And so at least, like, shows, like, friends, like, call that out. But, uh-huh. like, I, I don't recall there being a moment in Will and Grace where they ever call Grace on, like, why no. aren't you at work? Like, that go do your job. This is probably the closest they've gotten so far. Is... Yeah, is Will kind of chastising her for calling into work to herself. Right. Because she's the boss. <laughs> she's the boss and she tells it like it is. Yeah. But then there's shots of Karen at work, so I guess yeah, it's good Yeah, so I guess Karen's supposed to go to work even Karen if... went to the office, which doesn't sound like Karen. So I guess it's nice that, like, basically Grace is an unpaid intern. Yeah. She doesn't do anything, but what else are unpaid interns for? Let's talk about Jack. Okay. Jack is kind of... This plotline wouldn't go anywhere without Jack. Yeah, Jack unless, is... Unless you introduce the characters downstairs, which, again, we don't do until the very end. Which is still pretty great. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep teasing it until it comes yeah. up. But... If you haven't seen the episode yet, you must be on pins and yes. also upon needles. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. That wasn't a joke. Pins and needles are a really real threat to our economy. Grace said that she looks like she had pins sticking out of her t-shirt because she was so full that her nipples were hard. That's why. Hard nipples. They're a real health problem. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) But anyways. Jack is what gets the episode really going. Yeah, so really the episode doesn't exist without Jack. Jack kind of is the one who like bops through scene to scene, shows up, drives the... The, like, because mm-hmm. it's almost, it's weird because, like, the, the like, affair downstairs neighbors 
plot is almost like a subplot because eventually Jax just sort of like overtakes it. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's really cleverly written because we as viewers are so caught up in what we see as the A plot. Right. That like when like the B plot comes, like we're just as bold over as Will and Grace are. Right. Objectively, that's the A plot of the episode. The A plot of the episode, or B plot, whatever you Whatever want to call you want to call it. Jax plot. Jack's plot is that Jack has decided to be a playwright. Yes, because... Which they dismiss because it's Jack. Because it's Jack, and you know, last week he was a masseur or whatever right. the fuck. And he Oh my god, Will does make that joke about him becoming a wet nurse, and I thought that was pretty funny. I was just like, I want to see Jack try and breastfeed. That sounds great. I bet he would lactate on the spot. Just oh. like, oh, nope, he's latched. He's latched. He's right on my, right on my nipple. Jack's the type of person who can cry and lactate on command. <laughs> oh, nope, there it is. Just oh, lactating. There we go. Woo! Just lack. Just lack. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, so Jack's a playwright this week. Right, and he keeps trying to get Will and Grace to read his play. Which I don't remember the title of the original play, but it's like some like Caribbean fantasy. There's a character named Plantain. Um, yes. It's, what it's, is it called? Let's I, look it up. I think it's literally called like Caribbean fantasy or... <laughs> okay, it's... I'm looking it up now. It's uh, it's Love Among the Coconuts. Oh, yes. Okay, so I knew it was some sort of like... Old-timey... I really thought it was like a... Testicle pun. Oh, that makes sense. Like, of my... I didn't even think about that. Among the coconuts. I'm, like, thrusting at I was the just, microphone right now. I was really interested in the romantic angle of the love. Plantain and... Plantain and... The Cabana Boys. Yes. Plural. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Basically, his first play is a fucking disaster. Right. Love Among the Coconuts. But because Will and Grace and us are so wrapped up in this nonsense plot, like, of this it's like, it's like, it's like a Z plot, like, it's all the way back at the other end of the alphabet, Jack just gets pissed at them and writes a play about them. Yes, and with a little bit of guidance from Karen, because yes. he's casting the part of Plantain, mm-hmm. and she shows up and she's like, honey, your play stinks, and then she <laughs> gives them a little tough love, a little Karen tough love, and... Mm-hmm. Then he decides he's going to write something different. Right. And that leads to this amazing thing that happens. Because right. basically what we see is, you know, Bill and Grace both promise to read Jack's play. They don't read it. Mm-hmm. He's very upset. Karen kind of is like, go for something that really matters to you. Right. And then... He does this play. And the whole play, play is... I, it's just Will and Grace as actors. And the yeah. actors look sort of familiar, but I didn't yes, Google but, them. And they look just enough like Will and Grace that you, right. you know. Right. Bulky shoulders, like, really straight legs. And they legs. have the characters down. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Because it opens at Jack's funeral. At Jack's funeral. Very sad. Because he got hit by a bus? He got hit by a bus, yeah. Okay, so Jack gets hit by a bus in this play, mm-hmm. and then they're at his funeral, mm-hmm. and, like, it's so amazing, because I remember, like, <laughs> Grace looks over at Will in the audience, she's like, we've been here five minutes, can we go? And then, like, cut to on stage, as stage Grace is saying, ugh, we've been here for five minutes, can we go? <laughs> and it's just like, ah! Yes, and then at the end, they end up taking poison, and then Kara comes out, and it's like, oh, I don't think you're on the list. Yes. Oh, yes. you're on the other list. Yes, and then they go to hell. because mm. So essentially, it's just like, they can't live without Jack, because everything reminds them of Jack, so they right. decide to commit suicide. And they wish they had been nice to Jack when he was alive. Yes, they wish they had been nice to Jack when they were alive. There's this beautiful moment where they're taking the poison, and it recreates this moment when they're talking about the vent, where he, she's, he's, you know, she's drinking it, and he's all like, don't bogart the poison, because it's just <laughs> like at the vent, when she was getting on the vent, he's like, don't bogart the vent, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, and then they go to heaven, and they meet Karen as, I don't know, St. Peter? Is that the guy who does the, the he's yeah, like the bouncer Peter, of heaven? Yeah. And the so, bouncer of heaven, yes. really? So St. Peter's the bouncer, and she's like in her like awesome little headset, she's like, mm, no, I don't, I, Jack is very busy, he's a big deal in heaven, and I don't see you on the list, and oh, 
you're on the other list. <laughs> so then they go to hell. Right. And they're eternally damned because they weren't nicer to Jack. Mm-hmm. And it's all fucking amazing. <laughs> oh. oh my god, it's so good. It's just so good. And it, it gets the point of the episode across, which is that they should they should be nicer to Jack. Right, because they got so wrapped up in this like completely meaningless nonsense happening mm-hmm. downstairs that they like Ignore their friend. Right. Don't show up to any of it. Don't, like, do the stuff they promised you. Like, Ignore all of their adult responsibilities. Yeah, they, like, are both cutting work and mm-hmm. shit to, like, listen. And this, to these neighbors doing, like, having fights. And, mm-hmm. like, even before they go to the play, they're having this whole long conversation about whether or not they should even go to the play. Right. Because they know that Uwe's going to break up with her husband <laughs> and they don't want to leave and miss it. And then they're like, oh, well, we can go for half an hour. We should make it home in time for that. Yeah. Well, that's happened. And Which is obviously like, optimistic given traffic in New York, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, this. They take cabs everywhere for some reason. I was like, is Jack They're afraid of the subway. Like, downstairs? Like, I don't understand. But, so. Right. In their defense, both of Jack's plays are absolutely terrible. Yeah, they're both terrible. But I just mean, like, we've all had that friend who we show up and go to their thing, and even though we think it's kind of a waste of time, we do mm-hmm. it anyways because we love them. Mm-hmm. And that's just what you do. You show up for your friend. It's that episode of How I Met Your Mother where Lily does the play. Mm-hmm. And then Barney hates it, and then Barney does his play. <laughs> and then Marshall uses up one of his slaps. <laughs> right. That's a very, that could be very easily translated to Will and Grace. Oh, for sure. Like, you could just, you know, Th- Basically, fail. it's this episode in a very real sense. Yes. So, then at the end of, the, of Jack's play, Will and Grace, like, go in there, like, we're sorry. <laughs> and it's all dandy, and they all make up, and it's fine, because it's Because Jack sitcom. makes them raid his... Their closets for him. Yes. So, then so that's how they make like, it up. How to do him. we make it up to you? And he's like, wow. And then they give him some expensive clothes and he wants to know how fat they are because that's what Jack does. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Then they're all good. They You just, you know, bribe a man with a blazer and he's he's happy. And I think he got the whole suit, frankly. That's mm-hmm. not a suit separate apology. That's a full suit. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. Someone didn't show up to my crappy play for mm-hmm. my learning annex screenwriting class or whatever the fuck. <laughs> So then we get to the very ending of the episode. Which I think is just, it, it's just oh. a cute little teaser. Oh which is God. that, it does the thing that you kind of waited for it to do the whole episode. Yeah. And it just pans, it pans or cuts. I don't remember exactly, but I feel like um, Will and Grace are, they're ignoring the vent because now they're good friends. Right. And then it kind of like, I think it pans down the vent. And yes. then it's the downstairs neighbors who are like both standing on chairs. Right, because the ceilings are too high. Right, because the vent's on their ceiling and they're talking to each other. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they've like, been listening to the characters the whole episode. Right, so they've been like listening to everything happening with Will and Grace and Jack mm-hmm. since they, <laughs> you know, whatever. And they're like, man, we thought we had problems, but at least I'm not married to a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh no, I think I, oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Like, okay, so truly, I immediately had that thought. I'm like, oh no, do our downstairs neighbors think that about us? Right? Okay, like, literally. Okay, so a few weeks ago, it was our downstairs neighbor's birthday, and we went to his birthday party, and I spent the whole time being like, have we ever explained to them that we're not a couple? Mm-hmm. Get it? See what I did there? Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, the name of the show, We're Not yeah. a Couple. Yeah, so I'm like, I just sat there, like, thinking, as they said this, I'm like, oh no, people, what if our neighbors think that I'm married to a gay guy? Right, like, okay, like, we present... I present gay. Mm-hmm. And you present... Whatever the fuck I'm feeling that day. Whatever the fuck you're feeling that day. But generally... But usually not straight. Generally queer. Right. Ish. But also, we also present as married. Yes. Somehow we have this weird dichotomy of looking so gay that we've, like, looped around in both directions. Yes. And because we always do shit together, and when right. we, especially when we're drinking, we're a little touchy, feely, yes. lovey, hand-holdy. 
We're touching hands under the table. We're touching hands under the table. <laughs> um, we tend to present as married, so we'll get people like who come up to us and like, oh, you guys are the cutest, and we're like, uh, and that hasn't happened in a while. I don't think it's happened that much since you moved here. What are you talking about? That literally just happened. Um, we were out for Ryan's birthday. It was us, our friend Ryan, and another female friend, and we got double straight couples. Oh no, I that's true. You're right. I wasn't thinking <laughs> of that. I'm thinking more like when we're out at bars. When we're sitting next to each other across from another couple mm-hmm. at a table in a restaurant. You're right. Then we come off as a couple. Oh my god, we got st- and it, it's it's very funny because it's always us, our friend Ryan. Who we've mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. So who's Ryan, gay? Who's gay? And then another friend of ours who is also not straight, and mm-hmm. she's a girl. Right. And uh, the four of us have gone out together a few times, and it always happens whenever it's the four right. of us. The waiter or waitress will come over and be like, "Okay, and should I split the check?" And we're like, "Yes, please." And she's like, two and two," and mm-hmm. we're like, "No, like, four, like four ways." I think there's, that almost is like another Will and Grace effect. Like, if people see something about if you see four people and there's two guys and two girls, you automatically like not like you, but like. Like, average person automatically yeah. assumes couple, couple. Right. I don't know what it is about four but, people. I don't think it's the same thing with six. Yeah, no, I feel like it's definitely, it's even, if you go out in, like, a group, if it's, like, three. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done this a few times where it's, like, I've been part of, like, a queer couple at the table, and there's a third person. Yes. And then they're, like, okay, so you two, and it's, like, nope, me and the other one, actually. Right. Like, sorry. And that makes more sense. That's right. heteronormativity, which blows. That's what the double couple thing is, too. It's just intense heteronormativity, and so. Yeah. I think we get... We get straight coupled more when we're with another pair, I yes. think, than when we're by ourselves. Yes, I feel like it used to happen more when we didn't see each other as often because I yes. feel like then we were a little more all over each other because we were like, I haven't seen you in forever. Yes. I missed you. Now we developed a different sort of rhythm. Right. Also, we go to more gay bars now. That is also true. So it's a little harder for us at gay bars to have people be like, how long have you two been together? And it's like, right. well, we've been platonic life partners for almost 10 right. years now. But in situations <laughs> like going to our downstairs named birthday party, like... They can hear us interacting, probably. They yes. have, there's vents in our apartment. There's vents in our apartment. I'm sure they've heard us argue about stupid shit like laundry before. Right, right. Like, we don't encounter them all that often. Like, right. I mean, like, I know we, we know that we present a certain way, but also they only see us for a certain amount of time every day. Right. There is a statistical possibility that they don't know what's going on and just mm-hmm. assume that we are in some sort of marital union, for better or for worse. Till death do we part. Mm-hmm. Also, I think if that's in their mind, I think then you present more straight and not realizing that you live with me being gay. What? Maybe. I don't understand what you mean. I think if in the situation... They just assume I'm straight. Right. Like Which they, is a whole you, other you thing. You come across as like a, a fruity McTootie. Oh, right. I might be time. gay and I might not have no, might have no idea. Or oh, I might like be gay. high school. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, whereas I think... People don't think it the other way. You know what I mean? I guess that's true because I am the type of person, and I mean, like, I have short hair. I don't know if you posted any pictures of us not in Halloween costumes on the Fair. Titter, Twitter, Titter. The Titter? The Titter. Sorry. Well, we haven't posted them on the Titter for one Everyone thing. knows where mine's at. <laughs> My mind's at. Anyways, <laughs> um, we haven't posted any pictures of ourselves on the Twitter or Tumblr where mm-hmm. we're not in costumes, but I do tend to present as female. I ha- I do have short hair, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do kind of, like, go back and forth between presenting it a little bit more masculinely. Like, I'll occasionally go out with, like, a binder on and a button-down and stuff right. like that. But it's very rare that I encounter our neighbors like that. And because I work in an environment where I'm required to be vis- business cash all the time, mm-hmm. and now that it's getting warm out, I'm very lazy and I don't like pants. So I've been <laughs> wearing a lot of dresses. Right. So I can totally see in that perspective they'd be like, oh, She's just a short-haired, totally straight, heterosexual woman. Married to this gay man. Married to this gay man. <laughs> and again, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just like high school. <laughs> yeah. 
So Will and Grace is real, guys. Will and Grace is real. You know that, of course, because if you're listening to this couple, you've probably been part of a Will and Grace partnership mm. at least once in your life. At least once. Or maybe Jack and Karen. But it was a good episode. It was a very, very good episode. It used Jack and Karen really well, especially Jack. Yes. I feel like they're definitely kind of finding a groove as to what to do with Jack. Because mm-hmm. they're sort of like, they're using his like flakiness and his changing careers as like a, it's an interesting way to move the plot forward. Yeah. And I like that. Um, I feel like they're still kind of trying to find their footing with Karen. Like, yeah. Karen's, Karen was funny in the episode. Yes. She's always funny. It doesn't matter really what she's doing, but she isn't really doing that much. Right. Like with the exception of the episode where she debates divorce, mm-hmm. mostly what she does is just show up to be like Jack's sidekick. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I'd have to go back and look at some of the marketing, but I could kind of imagine this being a point where maybe the marketing shifts to be a little bit more the four of them. Mm-hmm. Because looking at the show, knowing what it becomes later and like having a certain image of it in my mind. Right. I don't remember seeing when I was reading about this a lot of promotional stuff from season one that shows Jack and Karen. Right. I feel like if I remember correctly, a lot of the promo stuff from season one is just Will and Grace. Like, Which makes sense. And then like as you see later seasons, it's the four of them. And like when you get to yeah. the finale, there's like this... This really cute picture, I think I posted it on the Twitter, of the, mm-hmm. all four of them taking a bow. Yeah. And it's really nice for the finale. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time we get to the the final season, like, right. all four of them are elevated to, like, main cast characters. Mm-hmm. But right now, Karen is still sort of, like, floating yeah. around in tertiary character. And that a little bit explains why I was having so many problems with Harlan, because from my perspective, I know this show is a show about four people. Mm-hmm. Whereas, when the show was being pitched, maybe, and as the show was being produced, maybe that, that wasn't necessarily there as much. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of... Looking back at the 10 episodes we've watched so far, you can see Jack and Karen and Harlan getting either close to equal or somewhat equal to Right, like, they don't, like, I would say there are definitely episodes where you see more of Harlan than you see of Karen. Yeah. And then there are, you know, obviously episodes where you see more of Karen and Jack than of Harlan. But yeah, for the first, like, five, six episodes, like, it doesn't really seem to know who the main four people are. Like, I don't know. There's probably a version of the show that if... Harlan was written differently or things changed where Harlan just becomes like a fifth wheel character. Right. And like was just kind of there to yeah. be like the straight man. Or right. Whatever. Sort of but like how on Big Bang Theory for a long time you, well, okay. Big Bang Theory is a terrible show. Don't watch it. But for the purposes of my argument, yeah. Big Bang Theory for a long time had that five some, you know. Did they? Yeah. You have, uh, you have boring, uh, scientist one. Uh-huh. Boring scientist with Asperger's. Yes. Boring scientist who doesn't have a master's degree. Boring scientist who's from India and Penny. Oh right, yeah, because we had token girlism. Right, so you have the it's not it's not the same. It's right, not, but like but sort of I mean. that setup where like there's the main four and then like a right. fifth wheel. It's one of the few shows that has it doesn't anymore, but it's one of the few shows that has a five person structure. Right. Um, oh, and also How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I was gonna say like I can't believe you didn't use How I Met Your Mother for that example nope. because that is a five sum. That would have made sense because that's a five sum and it's a good show and it's a show I've seen all of. On that note, I think we have everything wrapped up this episode. Yeah. So basically, the TLDR is, this episode's awesome. Mm-hmm. Listen to your neighbors downstairs, but don't neglect your friends. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack is a terrible playwright. And always know that your neighbors are probably listening to you. Yes. Always understand that your neighbors can hear you. They're always listening. And they think you're straight. Let's talk about social media. I have name-dropped the Twitter and the Tumblr a couple of times, but in case you don't know what those are, I'm going to tell you right now. So you can follow us on Twitter at NotACoupleShow. Or you can follow us on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. No hyphens, no spaces, nothing like that. Just not a couple podcasts. Ugh, hyphens. Ugh, hyphens. Um, but, and also you can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com if you have something that you maybe don't want to put out there on the internet but would like to ask a personal question. Don't ask me my bra size. I will find you. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We're, Yay! We're glad to be back. We're so glad to be back. Yeah. yeah. So uh, keep listening. Listen to all the other episodes if you haven't. Yes, and if you haven't noticed, we are switching our format over to Mixcloud. We yes. were on SoundCloud for a while, but we pull, so we couldn't afford to um, have a SoundCloud account <laughs> no, anymore. No, we could not. Uh, because they wouldn't let us store all of our episodes, and then they were disappearing from iTunes. So um, mm. we're going to be on Mixcloud from now on, so go ahead and subscribe to us there if you follow us on SoundCloud. Don't do that anymore. We won't be posting any more episodes there. <laughs> or on iTunes. Yes. Also, there's always iTunes. Which has never been mean to our broke asses. Nope. We like iTunes. They let us put shit up there for free. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. Yes. Thanks uh, for listening. Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been... Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Thanks, Eliza. This episode was brought to you by a really hot, stifling room. If you're looking to sweat off a few pounds or just get real gross and funny roommate, try a hot, stifling room. Now available anywhere rooms don't have windows. Or air conditioning. Or fans. <laughs> <laughs>